Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. We are excited to be recording episode number 32. Coach Don and I are going to be talking about team communication today. But first off, we want to talk about our sponsor, Clean It Up FP. They are our presenting sponsor. They are our partner in this whole operation. Clean It Up FP is the communication app that you need to have on your phone. It's going to solve all your communication needs, player to player, team to player, cross organizations. It has a nice social media aspect to it so you can share all your stories and your highlights. Strongly recommend that you check up cleatedup.com. Figure out how you can use Cleat It Up to make your life easier as a coach, administrator, and anybody that's involved with the game of fast pitch softball. So Don, Dan did a great job on our social media this last couple of weeks, and he posted the uh, communication pyramid, which is something that I created and wrote about on the uh, website, which is fastpitchprep.com, a while back. And the communication pyramid is basically a guide for coaches and teams to improve their on-field communication and to help them do a better job of communicating while the game's being played so that we can uh, play the game at a higher level. I've always been a strong advocate of communication. It's something that I've always thought is what separates good teams from great teams and great teams from amazing teams. Basically, when you think about our game, if we communicate well on defense, if we're all on the same page, if we all are locked in and doing things as a cohesive unit, then softball basically becomes a game of nine-on-one. We do that, obviously, nine-on-one are pretty good odds. We're after that idea of creating as much of a cohesiveness as we possibly can. And so to encourage that, I came up with this uh, communication pyramid to kind of give us an idea of where we're at. And one of the reasons that I think this is so important is the more time I spend at the ballpark, the more clear-cut it is to me how little some teams and some players and some coaches value communication as a way to take your game to a higher level. I was going to say, I think you're right, Tori. That, that's definitely a, a difference maker on the average teams to, to the great ones, for sure. As we start this discussion, I, I would encourage you to check out our Facebook for Fast Pitch Prep and fastpitchprep.com. It's got, also got the blogs about the uh, communication pyramid. Uh, but if, So to kind of give you a, a visual, picture a pyramid, but turned upside down. So the point is at the bottom. And what we would normally think of as the base, you know, the fat part, the wide part is at the top. And so when right. you look at that pyramid, it's meant to symbolize how I think communication is supposed to work. So it starts off small and kind of insignificant. And as it works its way up, as we go further and further up the chain, it becomes bigger and wider and more imposing and more meaningful. And that's, that's the way the pyramid looks. And then basically to give it different levels, to talk about the different levels that teams are communicating at, we talk about it like we're talking about going through school. So we're going to start off with the preschool level. Preschool level on the communication pyramid is silence. It is the team that when you watch them, there's absolute no communication. Those kids are out there like they're in their own little world, and they have really no idea of what their teammates are thinking or what their teammates are, th are likely to do. Right. No, and we've all seen that for sure. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I would ask all our listeners is now when, when we start to get back to normal and you get a chance to go back out to the ballpark, hopefully you'll take this discussion and decide that your team's going to be a team that communicates well. But I challenge you to watch other teams and you're going to start to notice that there's a very high correlation between teams that make amazingly egregious mistakes, teams that have those uh, meltdown innings with the teams that don't communicate very well. 
when they have the oops and the the aha moment after the fact. Right. right? The, the ball gets hit, and all of a sudden you can tell that they're just starting to think about what they might do with it if it does actually come to them kind of teams. And unfortunately, that's not just entry-level softball. You, you will see that at the very highest levels. You'll watch some really good travel teams, really good college teams that don't communicate very well. Again, it's all relative. When they need to perform the most, it's when they have the most problems. So preschool level is silence. If you're coaching a team that doesn't say anything at all, if there's no communication at all, we consider you to be preschoolers which in the communication uh, pyramid, the education pyramid is the lowest possible level. So from preschool, we go to kindergarten. You know, we all remember kindergarten. It's, you know, the first time you actually really go to school and kindergarten has nap time and snacks and, you know, you color and they try to get you to color in the lines. And, you know, it's pretty elementary. You know, it's pretty fundamental. Kindergarten level is cheering in the communication pyramid. So it's kids that cheer a little bit. You know, they are, when something exciting happens, when something big feels like it's happening, you'll get a little, come on, Don, you can do it. <laughs> but that's about all you'll ever hear is uh, that little part-time cheering, that little bit of a contribution to the atmosphere of the game. Nice. So a little bit of, uh, we're all in it together now. A, a little bit. So when we get done with kindergarten, then we go up to elementary school. When we go to the elementary level, now we're talking about it's not all snacks and nap time and coloring. Now we're going to actually start working on some, some real school work, ratchet it up a little bit. The level's going to go up a little bit. And at the elementary level, now what we're going to see is cheering. But cheering is a constant thing. It is a full-time thing. It's that first level of players showing everybody how much they care, how committed they are, you know, how passionate they are. And you'll see a lot of organized cheers. You see, now you see a lot of you know, stuff that we talked about before of, you know, come on, Don, you can do it. You know, we, we have faith in you. You know, you got this. But you're also going to start to see the uh, choreographed TikTok specials, you know, the kinds of things that are a little bit more uh, animated planned. and a little bit more yeah. planned. But so the elementary level, when we think about the elementary school, we're starting to gain a little bit of confidence. We're starting to, to grow a little bit, but we still don't know very much. In elementary school, because we got to start somewhere. Well, from elementary school, where do we go? Middle school. But we all remember middle school. That's you know the first time you start going around the building. You move from class to class. Probably first start to recognize that uh, you know there's things outside of school that you're interested in. But the middle school level of communication is now we're going to add in sort of that fundamental discussion, fundamental communication about the game. Simple things, but important things like how many outs there are, what the count is on the batter. Occasionally, it'll be the, you know, what, what I talk about is the primary place. Hey, Don, remember, there's uh, nobody out, ground ball goes to one. You know, hey, so Don, there's two outs, there's two outs. As you're, as you're doing this, outs. Tori, as you're doing this, I'm, I'm feeling like we're in a progressive stage where we're getting, we're adding a little bit all the time right. for our coaches, right? Yeah, and we want it to feel that way because that's ultimately, I think, the way that we have to approach this from a coaching perspective. You can't take a team that was silent and get them to be a high-level communicating team instantly it takes stages straight it takes, to level five or it, it four takes some or, steps yeah. you know the old you know you can't learn to run until you learn how to walk idea is definitely yeah. true here because part of what why this is so important is we have to convince players that investing themselves in doing this is important the idea that communication is going to make them better players you know there's so many good players in general but even you know some really talented kids who just assume that well i know what i should do so everybody else should know too 
I'm aware of what the situation is. I know what play I'm going to make, so everybody else should know. If you ask every, every coach we know to raise their hand because they've lost a game, because somebody threw to the wrong base, or somebody didn't know how many outs there were, or whatever it might be, it's a pretty I'm long somebody, list. Somebody, somebody catching a fly ball and someone tagging at third, but the outfielder thought there was that was a third out. Right, and just right. jogging in with the ball instead of throwing somebody out or whatever. So there's all those Uh-oh. different situations. So the middle school level is what we think about fundamental communication about the game: how many outs, how many strikes what the primary play is, where the ball should get thrown, that kind of thing. But it's it's not consistent yet. It's not an all-the-time thing. It's going to be kind of hit and miss because, you know, kind of like the typical middle school-aged kid, our level of concentration and our focus is going to be kind of all over the place. Right. Okay. So the middle school level is important. It's the first step towards you know, what we think of as higher-level communication. So obviously, you get done with middle school, you go to high school. So high school is the rubber starts to meet the road when reality of uh, the fact that uh, you're going to actually be a grown-up here pretty soon, you're going to be out there you know, going away to school or getting a job and you know, having responsibilities, having a job, you know, part-time job, that kind of stuff. You know, when you go to high school, you start taking your, some serious academic classes, so your level of the stuff that you're learning has amped up drastically. Detail. For a lot of kids, the first time that if you are successful, you advance, and if you're not, you fall back. You know, you learn, you know, that there's a competitive level. So at the high school level in the communication pyramid, we are always at the level now of we always know what the primary play is. We cover it. We know it. Everybody on the field is on the same page. Um, If there's nobody out and there's a fast runner at the plate, you know, we understand what that means. If there's two outs and there's a fast runner at second base and we get a ground ball base hit we understand what that means we understand the primary play and we're communicating about the primary play when what we expect happens does in fact happen we know what to do in that situation we are we are all set for the the things that we expect and we're confident that we're all on the same page with that whether you know the coaches players that when a play happens goes to the script that we're going to all be on the same page with that so the college level, Don, now we're getting serious, okay? Go away to college. Guess what? Mom's not there to make sure you get out of bed in the morning. Nobody makes you breakfast. Um, nobody tells you you have to go to class. Nobody tells you that if you don't go to class, you're going to flunk out. You know, all those kinds of things. You're kind of on your own. You know, there's going to be all kinds of distractions, all kinds of things that are going to, you know, take you away from focusing on the task at hand, focusing on, on what you're supposed to be doing. So when we get to the college level of communication, we expect our communication to take a gigantic step forward. So We're taking responsibility at this point, right? Right. And, and I don't want to confuse anybody. The college level of communication doesn't mean that just college players should be doing this. There are this some 12 and under teams. Yeah. There are some 10 and under teams that are at the college level or above in communication already. It's not an age-specific thing. It's just to kind of give you a perspective on the levels of commitment and the, and the levels of growth as we work our way through the pyramid. What we want to have happen is that uh, all teams, no matter what age, no matter what age level, are playing at the highest possible level, communicating at the highest possible level all the time. And so our goal is to get coaches to buy into the idea of communication, uh, but just to kind of give you some uh, benchmarks so you kind of keep track of the, the different where levels so you can see where you're at. And if you're coaching a 12 and under team, um, you can have a team that's at the top of the communication pyramid. At the college level, talking about communication and adjustments for the primary play. 
What does that mean? Kind of taking what we expect is going to happen and taking it to another level. So now instead of just, hey, with uh, two outs and runner at second base, here's my play if there's a fly ball hit to me in the outfield. Here's my play if it's a, a ground ball hit to me. Now it's a next step. So if it's a slow rolling ground ball that makes it to me in the outfield, what does that mean? If it's a shot to me in the outfield, what does it mean? What do I know about the runner at second base? I've seen her get to second base. I know she's really fast. So if it's a a three hopper that gets hit to me in the outfield, it's a slow roller. And by the time I get to the ball, that fast runner is clearly going to have scored. I know that my play has changed. Just to keep the batter off second. And I know that in the communication that we've had as a team has us all on the same page versus teams that don't communicate at this level you know, we've got a runner at second base with two outs. We get a 17 hopper to the center fielder. She grabs the ball and she chucks it all the way home. And the hitter ends up at least at second base because knew the primary play was, well, I'm supposed to throw her out at the plate. But we aren't aware of the primary play enough or we haven't thought about the primary play to a level yet in depth enough to know that it's not always going to be just one option, that there's going to be other options in that primary play. And you know, we use that as an example Uh, because I think that's a really clear-cut one that we've all seen messed up a thousand times. How many times we've seen that throw go home when the runner's in the dugout shaking hands with their teammates versus keeping that runner from scoring position, you know, keeping that uh, uh, runner at at first base is, is a really clear example. We're communicating and adjusting. We're communicating and adjusting to what can happen in that primary play. As the play unfolds, Um, There's going to be communication from player to player. So if you're the center fielder and I'm the left fielder and I see that ball coming to you and it's a 13 hopper and I know you don't have a chance to throw that runner out at home plate, my job now becomes to help you. Don, Don, go two, go two, go two to remind you and to remind everybody else that we know we don't have a chance to get that fast kid going home on two outs. It's It's a shared responsibility now where we're helping each other as that primary play unfolds. I was going to say, and we're allowed to help them in that way, right? We shouldn't assume that they know right. what we're and, seeing seems to be obvious, but right. yeah. And that's why this communication pyramid is so important. Um, we know what seems obvious, and we know what we think everybody should do, but we know that it gets screwed up so often, gets messed up so often, that we've got to fix that. And the only way I think of fixing it is practicing it and communicating. If we're communicating, we're going to get everybody on the same page. Undoubtedly, what's happening teams mess up. So let's say you're out in center field and you know that that runner at second base is going to try to score on a base hit and that base hit gets hit towards you. Your brain kind of shifts gears into this, oh my gosh, the ball's coming to me mode. You know, we kind of go into self-defense mechanism for a split second. And and what you thought logically 30 seconds ago might have just flown out the window. So if yeah. we're all working together, if, if we're reminding each other before every pitch, if we're reminding each other while the play is unfolding, obviously our communication is going to keep us from making a big mistake. No, I think that uh, over-communicating is, is better than, than not at all, right? Right, which takes us to the master's level. I mean, when you get done with college, you decide that that college degree is nice, but you want to take it to another level, so you go and you get your master's degree. So master's level of communication, the communication pyramid, is about the situation the primary play and the secondary play, the what if we're that can happen. Move ahead. Yeah, we're thinking more than more than just about the primary play, just what's expected. We're thinking about uh, all the things that can happen and all the things that can go wrong. So now we're thinking about. And we talked uh, last week on our Everything Fast Pitch podcast. We talked about whether we should catch a fly ball 
that's a foul ball with a runner at third base. So that kind of thing is now getting into the master's level of communication because the score makes a difference. The inning makes a difference. What that player at third base can do, what the hitter can do, what our pitcher has been doing, all those things start to come into play so that you know, if we use that situation that we uh, talked about on everything fast pitch, you know, we've got a runner at third base with less than two outs. Well, if it's the winning run, that's a certain scenario. We need to be talking about that out on the field to make sure that we're all on the same page. If it's the tying we're home run, or away. yeah. If yeah. we're home, if we're away, if our pitcher is mowing them down, and it's a shock that we got a ball hit to us, that makes a difference. All those things start to come into play. So players on the field are now communicating at a much, much higher and much more in-depth level. They're taking into account the primary play, which what we expect is going to happen, but also the what-ifs, all those secondary things that can really make a big difference into what would be the right play at that time. All the experiences that we that we work through kind of help us grow through these different levels, right? right. Well, and enthusiasm that we have for it grows. I started off being, you know, silent Sally who doesn't say anything at all. And I screwed up every weekend to now being a really good communicator and never messing up and always being aware and being able to make those next level plays because I'm now so much more tuned in and locked in. Hopefully everybody gains momentum from that. And I will tell you that, uh, you know, my experience is really clear cut. I've seen a lot of really talented teams come up short because of these kinds of things that bite them in the butt at yep. the most inopportune time. You know, the difference between winning the national championship and not can be the simplest thing. You know, the one year that we finished second uh, in the Division II World Series when I was at Wisconsin Parkside playing in a great game against California PA, and it came down to late in the game. We had one of those, you know, crazy plays where, a, you know, sort of a half pop-up little blooper in the infield bounced and took a little bit of a funny hop and the player who fielded it froze for just a split second while she froze for that split second the girl who had started off at second ended up scoring from second on an infield hit because our infielder froze for that split second when she fielded this crazy little squibber in the infield she was maybe 40 feet from home plate but that hesitation cost us the national championship game and I thought we had a pretty good communicating team, but in that situation with all that pressure, that was the one time that we didn't communicate well enough. And while that play was unfolding, instead of you know somebody next to her reminding her, look home, look home, look home, yeah. she was out there all by herself and had to look around for a split second. That split second while she was looking around and figured, oh, shoot, that girl's scoring was enough yeah. for her to be safe instead of being out. So when we talk about the cost or the reward, you know, I've seen the reward and I've seen the cost. So we want to make sure that you know, our coaches can understand how important it is so they can relay that information to their players. Well, Tori, too, as you talk about that, I, I find that uh, in watching games, that can be because we're not always in those situations like that. But to see it, um, if we get a chance to watch other people play, um, if we get a chance to watch good college games and we get a chance to learn from, you know, these situations that don't happen all the time and be able to rehearse how and what we should and how we should act and react, um, I think that that can be a really good learning tool too. Right. Not as good as experiencing it themselves, but in terms of coaching moments and, and just even listening and hearing um, you know, your experience there kind of helps me um, dream and think about how, how to prepare a team better too. Right. 
And, and one of the things we're asking our coaches to do is now when you go back out to the ballpark, look at your team, decide where you fit on this pyramid. Look right. at the teams you're playing and see where you fit in on this pyramid. And if you are at the lower level, doesn't mean that you can't fix it, but we want you to start seeing the value of it. So the last level of the communication pyramid is the PhD level. Ah, so when, I you love get, it. when you get to be a PhD, they call you doctor. So <laughs> we want you to be a doctor of communication. We want all your players to be doctors of communication. Now we're talking about a high level of communication in all phases of the game. So we're talking about, obviously we know the primary play. Obviously we're talking about what ifs and what coulds and, and situational things. But now we're talking about pre-play communication. So before every play, we are communicating. We're talking about post-play evaluation. So after something happens, we're communicating and talking about what we did well, what we could do better, and what adjustments we need to make. And we are always talking about the what ifs, what might happen, what could happen, some ways really what could go wrong, so we're prepared for it. Yep, from reader hands to to watch your feet to yep. yeah, and even at some levels, you know, the scouting report, you know, the information that you're getting handed before the game plays. Now, for some of us at the college level, you know, you prepare a scouting report so you really know what a team's tendencies are before you play them. You know, in the travel ball world, the scouting report might be what you remember because you've played this team before. Yeah, hey, remember she steals a lot. Remember yeah. she's quick. Yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of thing. But so we are talking about high-level communication in all phases. We're talking about sharing knowledge pre-play, post-play. We're talking about the primary play. We're talking about the what-ifs. We're talking about the score. We're talking about the inning. We're talking about the uh, what we know about a hitter, what we know about a team's defense, You know what we know about a pitcher. You know, the uh, uh, between-at-bat uh, communication now takes a gigantic step up the ladder, you know, so that when a hitter is talking about what she saw from a pitcher, it's not going to be, well, she's got a curveball and a rise ball. It's going to be, you know, she threw me the curveball first pitch. She threw me the rise ball second pitch. You know, I noticed that she changes her grip a little bit when she throws her change up. I noticed that she pauses for a split second or takes a deep breath before she throws her rise ball. It's going to be all those different kinds of tips and, and clues and, and cues that are taking place during the game. So, Tori, as you go through all these things, a few things kind of hit me especially is that, uh, you know, it can be a young team that makes it to a high level on the pyramid as they're, as they're working through this. But for us as coaches to um, be conscientious about where we're at and that we can't jump from, from preschool to middle school, we have to work our way up. Right. Uh, but to be conscientious of that, and then uh, so I understand where we're at there, and then what can I do as a coach to help my group get to that next phase of the pyramid, and just be just be mindful of it so that we can progress up to that, uh, you know, hopefully one day masters and doctorate level, right? Right. And I think if we get to that uh, higher level as we move our way up, what we're going to see that it you just gain confidence and you gain uh, enthusiasm. Because it works. It makes your team better. It will make your team more consistent and will make your team more fun to coach because the high-level stuff that we all want to be able to enjoy and the, the fun stuff that we want to be able to do with our team is definitely improved and increased by the ability to communicate well and to, to communicate intelligently about what's going on in the field. It doesn't happen magically, though, right? you right. got to no, have it, that it, plan. If, if we don't encourage it as coaches, we're going to stay in that preschool, elementary school level. And for talented teams or teams that are trying to aspire to play at a higher level, 
communication is going to be a key thing. You know, one of the uh, statements that, that I've used all over and over again, how, you know, people talk about uh, silence is golden. Well, it might be golden, but it's not valuable at the softball field. Right. So, <laughs> no, but, over, over communicate if you can. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's our coach prep uh, episode for this week. Hopefully uh, it will give you something to think about coaches. As always, we're asking you to send us suggestions and ideas. If there's things that you want us to talk about, topics that you would like Coach Don and I to add to the agenda, uh, we would certainly love to, to do so because we want to make sure that we're talking about things that are interesting to you. As always, you can contact us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Also, we're going to ask you to check out our fastpitchprep.com website. Lots of information there, blogs, our YouTube channel, the uh, online recruiting seminar, tons of good information. And also going to ask you to check out our presenting sponsor, which is FP. Cleatedup.com. They're going to solve all your communication needs. So, Don, episode number 32 is in the books. That's awesome. I love it. Can't wait till next week. Good deal. So, for uh, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio, and for Coach Don at his house, uh, calling in uh, remotely this week. We want to say thank you very much for listening to episode number 32, and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>